Hello, my name is Liz Gurley, and you're listening to Memoir Um, I'm lying on my couch right now, I'm not in my sound closet that I've created to record audio because my body just doesn't want to be in the closet. It wants to be laid out on the couch. I have been sick all week. And the COVID symptoms, well, they're stacking up. I don't know if that's what it is. It could just be the flu. Um, So I'll be getting tested as soon as I feel like I can, you know, be a little farther away from my bathroom. So yeah, that's what my, you know, venture into the new year has been me holed up in my cave being sick. I have um, the window cracked open. I don't know if you can hear the rain. I have, if, if it comes through, which I don't know if it will, because I'm laying on the couch with my microphone just kind of haphazardly pointing toward my direction. So I might sound like I'm in a box, a tin can. Maybe, I mean, this is what it sounds like in my home. Just take a minute. I live in the country. It gets really dark at night. Like you can't see anything. There's not a lot of street lights. You can see the stars. Um, It's raining. Um, It's dark, it's quiet, it's away. In fact, it's so quiet that still haven't adjusted to not hearing like regular goings-on sounds around me while I sleep. You know, I used to live in a very small studio apartment in Seattle and you're always hearing something. I mean, I remember the garbage truck coming by every morning and just wondering why The garbage trucks had to be so large and so loud. Then why they have to come first thing in the morning when we're all still sleeping. (sighs) But I learned to sleep through that. You just get used to it. Now I don't have any of that filler noise. So, you know, I'm more alone with my thoughts and feelings than I've ever been in my life. And it's, it can be terrifying. Anyway, so I've been sick. Um, and the thing is, is I have definitely been exercising some demons, not just like, you know, in the viral sense from my body, but like in the spiritual sense, I have gotten to some really dark places and I couldn't really put a, put a finger on why this sickness in particular was taking me to these places that I've been really wanting to go like in therapy, but I have been like coming right up to the edge of, and then running far away from the edge (laughs) every time, or like it's a curtain and I start to peek in to see the lizard behind the curtain and I get too freaked out. And so I, you know, drop the curtain and I run away. Um, so I'm sure 
I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We all have those things that we know we could probably dig deeper into our lives and we're just not doing it because it hurts. It doesn't feel good, but I want to know myself in this way. And I want to understand about my trauma and what it's done to my brain and my body and my, my growth as a human. Um, so anyway, uh, I've been going to some really dark places and finding some really beautiful things in, in those dark places. But a friend messaged me today and uh, she called attention to something that I hadn't even thought because I haven't been noting things. Let me explain. In my book that I just published, I was a good wife. I I talk about how in the first year of getting divorced, like day one of divorce, I started basically like a calendar year in my brain. And every uh, significant date that popped up or significant moment that popped up, uh, I like logged mentally and I mean, I journaled it too, which is why I have a book, but moments like the first time that someone bought me a gift, the first time a man bought me a gift that, you know, wasn't my husband or, um, you know, the first time I did something on my own, like I built a table because, well, I don't have a husband to do that for me. So I had to do it myself. So, um, I, I let myself really spend a year tracking those things because I needed to for myself, for my grief. And so in that year, I, I really gave myself permission um, to, to notice those things. After that year of divorce, I told myself, okay, you know, I'm done logging the days that we spent together um and the reminding myself of you know the moments that we had on those significant days they're just days now they're just dates um that will be used for other things and maybe celebrated in other ways i don't know anyway so this past week i've been sick and i haven't been this sick since i was married I think since, since the chapter maybe in the book where I talk about the infection, like in my, my teeth that I had, that I discovered my 22 year old infection that I had, um, like my body hasn't been this sick the way, like I was then, like, I just, I haven't, I mean, I've been sick, but I haven't been like this sick. Anyway, um, the thing about being this sick and living where I live out in the quiet, the quiet, is that I'm alone. I live alone. And when you get sick, you're miserable and you whine a lot and I cry a lot because it's so uncomfortable to be inside of my body and I want to get out of it, but I can't. This is my vehicle, right? can't get out of my body. 
So being sick is like when you're the most present with yourself and it feels gross to be present with yourself because you're sick and you can feel it. And so you want it to go away as soon as possible. So it'll do anything. So I've been sleeping a lot to try and get through it. But I also realized that I, <clears throat> you know, was struggling in the sickness and really emotional because it's the first time I've been so sick and I haven't had another person around to care for me during the sickness. Like, I haven't had anyone try and force water down my throat. I've struggled drinking water because I've just thrown it up. So, you know, I've really, all the times that, <clears throat> like, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry, all the times that I was, um, you know, sick when I was married, I had someone who would be like, no, you, you need to drink water. Um, I know it hurts, you know, whatever but you still need to stay hydrated. And I would listen because someone was helping me care for myself. Now I have to do that for myself. And I'm so present with my body. I'm like, no, I'm not drinking water. Oh no, I'm not doing that. Cause I know what's going to happen. And I do not want to throw up again. And so it's been days. I haven't like eaten a lot of food. Um, yesterday I was finally able to eat like a meal and I was so excited about it. I ate um, a second helping and I think I overdid it to be honest, <laughs> but it was just so exciting to like eat food and know it wasn't going to come back up <laughs> well, at least out of my throat. <laughs> um, anyway, so like I think some of the darkness I have felt is the loneliness that you feel in, in this sickness is you're just all alone with it no one that can make me feel better like someone else could help care for my body my sick body but no one's making me feel better i can't even make myself feel i mean i can i make myself feel better i mean i'm doing what i can to heal my body in ways that i know anyway i think i'm getting in my head a lot rambling what i'm trying to say is that Today I realized this is the first since I've been married, being so sick and learning how to be this sick by myself without anyone else to check in on me really, or cook me food when I'm ready to eat or help me in and out of the bathtub. Um, gosh, that's been a struggle. Um, you know, I've, really i struggled washing my hair the other day um and like i stayed in the bath so long my my fingers and toes were pruny and the water was even cold and i was shivering and wanted to get out but i also just like didn't have the strength to get myself up out but i knew i had to muster <clears throat> the energy from somewhere inside of me to get myself up and i did it so anyway this is a feat as a woman who lives alone, as anyone who lives alone, any person who lives alone and gets this sick. It is a struggle. Like I definitely had a moment where I said into the darkness, if I closed my eyes and this was it, 
I might be okay with that because man, this body does not feel good right now. And I want out of it. I just want out. <clears throat> anyway, I think I'm on the mend. Um, I'm able to look at screens a little bit longer without getting dizzy. So I'm able to interact more with people. I'm recording this episode granted from my couch. Um, so I hope the sound is okay. I also, whatever, it is what it is. Um, I've, I've actually been doing some art um, while I've been sick. And, and I do something the last week of every year where I reflect on the year and how I've grown. <clears throat> and I lean a lot. Gosh, I'm going to have to cough. I'm going to just let it out. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> I just can't clear my throat. Okay. <clears throat> I think I got it. But um, what was I saying? Shoot. I lost it. Well, it's really gone. I really, and I guess I could pause and go back and listen to it and then start recording. But I just don't, I don't, this is who I am and this is how I operate in the world. This is how I talk to people. This is how I process. And I really want this podcast to be like, I'm just sitting next to you having this conversation. Of course, it'd be nice to be getting some response, you know, for some interaction. And maybe at some point I'll uh, think about having a guest on so I can do that, have some witty banter, some laughs <laughs> when I feel better. Um, but yeah, I do think I'm on the mend. Um, I feel like the worst has passed me, but as I've been sick and going to these dark places, and it being the end of the year, I'm back on track, here I go. Um, I have been reflecting on my word that I chose last year, which was free. And what a heavy word for 2020. Also equally heavy, my word for 2021 is love. And gosh, they're just four letters and they seem so simple, but they both have such heavy, and light feelings associated with them. I don't know if I've said it here before, but a question that I've been pondering is what does it actually look like and feel like to love from the bottom of my heart? When I think about the bottom of things, they're very dark. And like, you want to put a flashlight in there before you stick your fingers in because you just don't know what you're going to come across. That's what I feel like the bottom of my heart is because I'm in the bottom of my heart right now. I'm in a well and it's dark here. And it's hard to know if it's really tight and closed in or if I were to stretch my arms out there would just be so much space in the darkness of my heart. Like there is room for someone else, for something else to be there besides just me. So yeah, love is my word for 2021. Exploring my 
my shadow, my darkness. I'm in therapy <clears throat> for some trauma I experienced as, you know, most of us have experienced, especially in our childhood. Um, and it's taking me to some uncomfortable places, but I'm learning so much in those places that even though it's difficult, I can't help but drop down. Oops, I hit, I hit the space bar on my keyboard and it stopped recording. So I guess I'm going to have a little break there, but what does it look like to drop down into the bottom of my heart? Is it like a tight walls and only me in there and I can't move? Or is there infinite space in there in the darkness? I'm starting to feel like space is the more likely of the two. But I do like my small containers. I do like my hermit crab lifestyle. <laughs> mm, excuse me. So anyway, in this week, that's what I would normally be doing is that reflection. And I didn't want to stop doing it just because I was sick. And so I really pushed myself every day to think about 2020 and consider 2021 and meditate on these words. I do this every year. Um, and I actually had a really, I had a fun thing happen. A, a friend texted me and, and asked if I would choose her word for the year for 2021. And I was like, you know, I don't think that's how it works. Um, I think it needs to come from inside yourself and I, I'm not inside of you. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? So she was like, I reject that. We can break the rules. There are no rules. 2020 is taught us that. I want you to choose my word. And so yesterday, since I was feeling better and could eat and had some energy, I was drawing and focused on drawing a piece for my friend and meditating on our relationship and thinking about what she has meant to me and how important she is to me um, and how, I mean, she has seen me in my darkest places for sure. So, I mean, if there's anyone who's close to the bottom of my heart, she's probably pretty close. Um, she's seen some, she's seen some of those depths she's experienced. <laughs> She's experienced my rage from those deaths. Um, so I was honored that she asked me a little nervous um, because I don't want that responsibility of choosing a word, choosing a thing for someone to focus on for a whole year. But I was like, you know, she's asking me for a reason and I'm just going to go with it. So I drew her piece of art with her word and sent it to her, like sent a picture of it. And we had this really beautiful conversation about how that word was exactly what she needed, but she didn't know she needed it. And sometimes we need someone else to help us see what we need. I mean, 
she is one of those people for me. Uh, when I was writing this book, actually when I was living the book, I just wrote, you know, she saw the needs I had that I didn't even know that I had. And she showed up. Um, she showed up. And that means everything. Um, I don't know if you guys do like love languages or anything, but mine is definitely quality time. And uh, that's how I feel loved. And so it's interesting that the way that I feel loved is spending time with people, like quality time. And yet I live in the middle of nowhere and I have been pursuing this hermit crab lifestyle because I know I actually need it right now. This is where I can go into the darkness. This is where I feel safe to do it. And sometimes I hate this place, but you know, sometimes I hated my apartment in Seattle. I hated living there because it just felt like I was constantly in transition, constantly every day was new and I didn't know what was gonna happen. And I just didn't have any sense of who I was or who I wanted to be. And of course, as you can, you know, hindsight 2020, <laughs> you can look back as I did with my book and see the growth. And it was so helpful. It's so helpful now for me, like as I'm preparing to record the audiobook because I got sick and couldn't start this week. But as I'm preparing to read my book, it's so helpful to see my growth on a page. And it is kind of frustrating, you know, as an editor, like I said, I think in the last episode that I can't edit those words anymore. They're already on the page. I mean, I guess I could, but I don't want to because that was me then. And I'm reading it as me now. And I get to enjoy, I get to revel in my own growth. Gosh. That just sounds so beautiful. <clears throat> oh man. All right. Well, I think I had some other things that I wanted to say. I don't remember now, but I do feel like a strong ass motherfucker for being out here by myself and being so sick and in the really painful moments of the sickness where nothing, nothing could feed my body and my body didn't want anything. It just expelled all of it, whatever I tried to give it. I have found something inside of it that I'm ready to look at. And it's, it's exciting and scary and you know, new year, new me. I kind of hate that. I hate it. New year, new you. Because it's just like, it's just been 24 hours. The clock changed and okay, it's new year. But like, I'm not a new me yet. And I don't know that I want to be a new me. I just want to be the foundational me, the oldest me, the oldest version of me. I want to be the archive of me, all the versions of me. 
I am an archive of myself. Huh. That's a weird thing to think about. Now I'm like thinking of an actual archive, like in a library. And what if I could go through day by day and pull out the pieces of paper and read a snapshot of my life in that day? I wonder if it would read the way that I write, like it would be my internal story, or if it would be a story from the outside in as told from someone else. Like, I don't know, God. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that Judgment Day? <laughs> is that... You know, I grew up believing that, you know, you you die and then you have to like stand before like the pearly gates in judgment and there's the book of life and it gets opened up and all your sins, maybe, no, you're, you, the, you open the book of life to see if your name is in there and you really hope your name is in there. Um, but while your name is being searched for, all you're thinking about is all the sin in your life that's gonna keep you from getting in and really hoping that you did all that you could do up until your last dying moment to still get in. Um, I don't think that anymore, but that that idea of like a library archive just, gosh, well, it just took me straight back to my trauma. <laughs> Ugh, so of course it did. Um, but gosh, yeah, I remember feeling like, what what is it going to be like when you stand before the pearly gates and you're in that moment of judgment? Are you going to like literally relive all your sins like on a movie reel? And like, you're just going to have to stand there and live it. And then because we created time is what it is. What if, what if my life now, what I'm living now is actually the real of the sins that I'm having to watch and you know live through this is my judgment right now my life right now is my judgment and I'm already standing in front of the gates and at any point something is gonna I don't know wake me up and I'm either gonna be in heaven or floating in the ether or I'm not gonna exist anymore I'm gonna be burning in hell I mean I don't know but I also don't need to know that's what I like about it it's interesting to wonder. I just really, <clears throat> I'm just really trying to, you know, release the fears attached to those things so that I can live my life fully, even if this is a simulation. <laughs> I just want to live as fully as I can. And you know what? Being sick has made me the most present I can be with myself. So I am ringing in this new year, day two, on my couch. Um, happy new year. Uh, I am still working through, uh, my goals and intentions and visualization of myself and on all those fun, artistic, creative, spiritual things I do to remind myself every day of the year of my word and what I'm trying to learn. My apartment becomes my studio it is my life turned inside out which is why I'm very particular about who enters into my cave of wonder 
gosh, I feel like this is like such a good metaphor for so many other things. Like, what if it was my vagina that was my cave of wonder? I mean, it is a cave of wonder. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, um, so yes, I've been sick. <clears throat> I'm, I'm resting. I'm doing what I can do from my couch with the energy I have, but I'm not pushing myself. I'm not trying to hurry myself through this process because this is what I've been waiting for is these, this really dark, this darkness. I see this darkness and I want to love it. <laughs> oh, I also want to um, introduce a character. Um, I don't really know if it's going to be, if he is going to be she actually I I don't think it, it's they it's not he or she it's they so I'm reading this book called um, shoot I always forget the name I did this last time uh, women who run with the wolves and there's this fable inside of a young girl whose mom dies and she gives her daughter a doll and the doll symbolizes her intuition. And the mom leaves her with, if you always have your doll with you and you trust your doll, uh, you'll never go wrong. And so the doll symbolizes intuition. And so the book club I'm in, these wonderful ladies, I, I think I should have all of them on this podcast, actually. That would be really fun. Um, they have been um, my thread, um, my, my red thread of, 2020. They've really pulled me through a lot. Um, thank you, ladies. Uh, but we've all been talking about like, oh my gosh, we should like make dolls for ourselves. And I'm not like a doll maker. And I, I draw and I've been drawing like I drew a version of my doll. But I've always felt like my doll would be like any doll I have would be kind of a creature and kind of weird and silly looking and cute but startling scary but not scary anyway a friend i've had since high school for my birthday this year she knitted me a doll and this doll has been sitting in on one of my chairs um, for a little while in a really cozy spot my cozy velvet chair because i wanted it to be in a cozy spot because it's so cute and adorable um its name is Noodle Bean because it looks like a noodle and a bean. It's a cute little creature. has a top knot. <laughs> um, I'll have to post a picture of it. But um, in my sickness, I found myself crying because no one was here to care for me. And now that my friend brought it to my attention, yeah, it's because this is the first time I've been this sick and not had anyone around to tend to me. And it's been really hard. Um, and in my sickness last night, actually, uh, when I, you know, I, would, I was up till 6 a.m., I just couldn't sleep. I went to Noodle Bean and pulled Noodle Bean off the velvet couch and pulled them into bed with me. And I talked to Noodle Bean the way I talked to my stuffed animals when I was a kid. And I felt so at peace and so calm <clears throat> to talk
talk to this inanimate created thing that now has so much meaning for me. Um, so yeah, so uh, that's something I did in my darkness to soothe myself. I cuddled with the toy. <laughs> um, I, I had a body pillow at one point that was helpful because after I got divorced, it was really hard to sleep in a bed all by myself. I needed to have it feel like someone else was there. I've gotten used to sleeping alone now, which is lovely, but uh, it's still hard not to feel a presence of someone else there in case you need something. Um, and Little Noodle Bean offered that to me. So I don't know if you're feeling sick and down, maybe get a doll. <laughs> I don't know why I felt like I needed to share that story, but you know, memoiristry, this is, this is how I process. This is just what I do. This is how I show up in the world. Um, all right, I'm going to quit rambling and, uh, I really hope you all had a safe and healthy, happy new year and that whatever you are releasing and whatever you are seeking to grow in your life, may you be fruitful and filled with a renewed sense of peace, even when it's hard, knowing that there's light in the darkness. Wow, I should really write that down. That was nice. It would go really good on a card. You know, I can make it so cliche, but I'm not going to do that. In fact, if you think it's great, you can write it down and use it for yourself. Um, okay. I think I'm done talking and I'm starting to get hungry again, which is a good sign. So I'm going to go eat some food and I really want to eat an everything bagel with peanut butter on top. And I want to watch a movie and I want to laugh and I want to stretch and then I'm going to take another bath, I think. Maybe go stand in the rain for a minute before I do. Anyway, my name is Liz Gurley and you've been listening to Memoir Street.